Last time on Eidolon Pop. 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 Last time. Last time. Last time. Last time. Eidolon Pop. Last time. Last time. Last time. Last time. Last time. Last time. Last time on Eidolon Pop. Everything. Nothing. The beginning. And the end. Anna. Hello. It is currently 4.45 p.m. and you are in your cubicle at work. Tell me what your cubicle looks like. Uh, I think Anna's cubicle is decorated with like... Lots of like minion posters and like, you know, there's like a little box of minion band-aids and like little minion, uh, like Funko Pops, stuff like that. A lot, a lot of minion content in Anna's cubicle. Okay. Yeah. Big minion head. I see. Um, you have about 15 minutes before you are done for the day. How are you spending that time? Well, I definitely got all the accounting done like... Seven hours ago. So probably gonna maybe turn on the VPN, log into the dark web, see if there's any interesting goings on. Okay, okay. Are you looking for anything in particular or just sort of browsing? I'm gonna go to like uh on a dark web 4chan to the paranormal sub forum. Ooh, you are painting a picture here between the minions and the dark web 4chan. <laughs> that's what Anna's into. Okay, that's what Anna's into. That's fine. Um, yeah, I think you're picking through it for anything um, that jumps out at you. But honestly, the tough thing about this hobby is you got to spend a lot of time sifting through like QAnon shit when you're looking in these kinds of places, and you don't have a ton of time right now. Uh, and before long, five o'clock has rolled over, and you really haven't found anything of interest. Ah, oh, well, you win some, you lose some. At least I got a paycheck for the day. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think you, uh, start to pack up and head out. On your way out, you are, uh, stopped by, uh... Mitchell, a co-worker of yours, and she says, oh, hey, Anna, do you want to take one of these pizzas? I-, I told Craig not to get pineapples on them, and he didn't listen, and now we have, like, five pizzas no one touched. Oh, my God, five pizzas. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's pineapple on them, but you can just pick it off if you don't like it. I, I-, I, li- I like pineapple on pizza. Oh, well, geez, you should have been there for the lunch party then. Oh, I, I was busy doing all my accounting. All right, well, uh, you got any plans for tonight? Oh, you know, I I got my, uh, my blog to update. All right, well, yeah, uh, I guess I have a good one. Yeah, honestly, take as much of this as you want. I don't want it going bad. She's going to take all five. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that will be eaten. <laughs> yeah, you, um... Head downstairs and outside. Uh, you're in the parking lot of the Web Capitol building. And uh, what's what's your car look like, Anna? Ooh, what does Anna's car look like? I think it's just like a you know Subaru. It's like blue. Yeah. 
I gotcha. Uh, do you get any like bumper stickers or cats uh, with suction cups on them on the windows? Uh, there's definitely a minion that says like, I don't have a problem with coffee. I have a problem without coffee. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's pro- probably like a uh, little pumpkin saying boo on the back window. Now, I did not specify what time of year is it. I assume that doesn't matter, right? That's just always there? She's just, she's just kind of into pumpkins. Okay, yeah, she likes pumpkins. Um, but yeah, you put the pizza in your car and... Uh, in, the, in the luxurious trunk space available in Subarus. <laughs> um, what's your drive home like? I mean, do you have a long commute, short commute? Like, where do you live? I kind of think she has kind of a, a long, maybe like 40 minutes to an hour commute. Okay. And on the way, she listens to uh, some of her favorite, you know, conspiracy paranormal podcasts. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the name of which one, her favorite is True Goddess Madam Psychosis. Okay. Yes. You're listening to an episode of True Goddess Madam Psychosis. On your drive home, um, what kind of topics do they cover on there? Just general paranormal stuff, or do they have more of a specific focus? I, th- I think they're mostly kind of a, a ghosts and demons type of podcast, covering you know various possessions, exorcisms, that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they are going through right now, they're kind of doing a series on the demons from the Lesser Key of Solomon, and uh, this is an episode about the demon Andromalius, uh, a creature known for punishing thieves and criminals. Hmm, that's very interesting, Anna will say to herself while munching on a pizza. <laughs> she put one of the pizzas in the passenger seat. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you have time to basically listen to an entire episode on your way home. Um, what's Anna's house like? Uh, you know, Anna kind of lives just in an apartment, in an apartment complex in the suburbs. Okay. You know, the, the outside isn't anything too fancy, but the inside is, is decorated with, like, all sorts of, like, lights and all sorts of, like, like, religious artifacts, uh, like, crystals on the wall, you know, incense burning, Mm-hmm. And she, Anna's into crystals? Oh, yeah, Anna's into crystals. Definitely believes in the healing power of crystals. Definitely got salt lamps, mood lighting, you know, purple and blue. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, now that you're home, how do you spend your evening? I'm gonna try to consolidate all the pizzas into the fridge. You know, probably probably take a long, steamy shower... Then sit down on the couch, butt naked, and watch favorite TV show, because it's almost 8 o'clock. Tonight, on Lore. It's no exaggeration to say Bigfoot is the very soul of this nation, and the heart of tonight's episode. Templar gold hidden underneath the White House? We're going to find the truth, whether the president likes it or not. Well, I don't know what I saw, but I know what I wasn't. Normal. Next time you use a public toilet, check to make sure there's not a hand sticking out of it reaching for toilet paper.
University of North Josephburg is a small college in central Ohio, about a half hour north of Columbus. It was originally founded in 1905 by Ethelwolf Burgess Gibson, who funded the school's construction by selling his independent granary to Quaker Oats in 1895. According to legend, Joseph was fearful that the 20th century would give rise to a society of automata, that mankind would transcend their flesh and transfer their minds to mechanical bodies. He sold his granary because he was certain that food would become obsolete in the coming years and used the funds to found his university, which he used to preach his odd philosophy and incubate young minds to create the science and art of the coming Age of the Mind. Sloane, you jolt awake suddenly. You seem like you're back in your dorm um, on the bottom bunk. Um, reflexively, she just immediately, first thing, reaches for her vape. Where do you keep your vape, Sloane? Um, usually on the floor by my bed. Um, your vape is not on the floor by your bed, but there is a pack of cigarettes there. Um, Sloane grabs them and is just kind of confused for a second, and everything settles in her head. Like, you know, when you first wake up, you're just kind of like, Yeah. Um, And she realizes this is, uh, something has happened, and she she jolts up uh, out of the bed um, and uh, runs over to, um, to see if Ursula or um, anyone else is in the room. Um, none of them are in the room, but you kind of can see up in the top bunk someone is laying there, and they're kind of tossing and turning, and Abby sits up and just kind of rubbing her eyes, just like, why, what's going on? Abby? Yeah, what, what's up, Sloan? Fuck. Um, I I try to find my phone. Uh, yeah, I think you managed to find it, and Abby's just like, "What? What? What's wrong? What's what? What are I, you freaking out about?" Um, I I cannot deal with this. Right, uh, one. Hold on. Um, I go through my contacts. I'm trying to call Ursula, Quentin, anyone I got. Um, none of them are in your phone. Um, uh, what did I do yesterday, Abby? I don't know. You, I barely saw you. I saw you in the morning, and then you never showed up last night. And I guess showed you up where? came. Sh- sh- where? What? Here. You never came like home. Uh, I guess you must have come in after I fell asleep. Um, Sloan. Wait, what happened to you? You look terrible. What? Root. What? What? How? No, you got like a big. Gouge on your face. What? 
Sloane um, runs over to the shared bathroom that I'm sure is linked to, like, another dorm room. Yeah, as you're running that way, you feel... It, it didn't settle in before, but you feel incredibly sore, and also your side is just, like, pulsing in pain. Oh! She, like, pulls up on the hoodie or tank top, whatever she's wearing. Tank top, let's say tank top. And, um, and looks at her side. Uh, there is just a big, gnarly scar on your side. Um, like, kind of being in shock for a second, but clutching it, she keeps going to the bathroom and, uh, goes to the sink. Yeah, um, looking at yourself in the mirror, the first thing that jumps out at you is you have a big scar over one eye. Um, but also, there's just something about the face looking back at you that doesn't feel quite right. Uh, it, it's hard to put your finger on it. It's you, but it's like like your jawline is a little sharper or something, or it, it, it's hard to tell. Are you comfortable? Uh, yes, well, if I could have, like, a little bit more water, please. Oh, sure, absolutely. And, Thank uh, you, the, you're a sweetheart. The woman across from you, yeah, uh, grabs a pitcher of water off the end table next to her and pours uh, some into the glass on the uh, small table between you two. You are sitting in a backstage green room. You're in a white chair uh, that matches the one that... Uh, this journalist is sitting in. Uh, behind you, there's a black backdrop. And uh, in front of that is a large, blown-up version of the cover of your new album, All You Need Is Bear. Um, the woman pours you uh, the water and then just kind of stares at you, smiling for a moment. And uh, you kind of look behind her to the camera pointed at you and... You just kind of think for a moment that there's no one operating that camera. In fact, there's no one else back here other than you and her. I just want to make sure that you're comfortable before we get started. I've been doing this for a long time, and one thing that I've learned is that interviews always go better if the subject is comfortable. So, now that you have your water, are you comfortable? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, I'm in my element here. Um, I'm always comfortable in the venue. Fantastic. Let's get started, then. I'm here with Ursula Bear, who you might know better as the international pop sensation Baby Bear. We're backstage at the Hammerstein Ballroom, where in just a few short hours, Baby Bear will be kicking off the tour to promote her newest album, All You Need Is Bear. Ursula, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm ecstatic. I'm, this feels like a culmination in a lot of ways. Uh, three albums, this whole, this whole past couple of years, I feel like Al has been leading up to this tour. So I'm so happy if you could join me for it. We're happy to be here too. What kind of statement do you think you're making with this new album? Hmm. I think. I think I'm making, you know, a culturally understandable statement that we need to rise up as one and uh, take care of each other, protect each other, 
you know, and the, at the end of the day, all you need is bear. And she winks at the camera. <laughs> what are the biggest ideas you're trying to bring to this tour? What what sets it apart from the previous Baby Bear concert experience, do you think? I really want to challenge people, you know? I, I want to make this a real... A real experience. I want people to remember this concert. Like I, I understand. I've done, I've done tours before. There's been, uh, I have dancers on stage, and we do, we do lasers. But I, I really want to take it to a next level and really, really com- make people confront what they're looking for when they're listening to me sing. You know? Are you sorry for the things you've done? Um, sorry. All right, you knew this one was coming. Rumors have abounded that you've started a relationship with your DJ, Ron Moreau. Are they true? Ron is one of the closest people in my life. And that's all I'll have to say about that. Oh, come on, you can't give us a little more? I think if you really want to know, come to the show. It's me and him there, so... Make your own conclusion. (laughs) Well, fair enough. Let's talk more about your background. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? Wolf University of East Ethelburg is a small college in southern Ohio, about a half hour west of Cincinnati. It was originally founded in 1903 by Joseph Burgess Ethel, who funded the school's construction by selling his independent distillery to Pabst in 1899, the same time he joined the burgeoning temperance movement. Wolf University was founded to instill his ideals into young minds, and Ethel saw it as a place to cultivate the kind of sober, high-minded art and culture that he believed would go on to characterize the 20th century. You enrolled in this university in 2019, James, with the intention of quickly and cheaply obtaining a BA in literature before moving on to grad school, where you were planning to study entomology. Partway through your sophomore year, however, the school was bought out by Webb Capital, a private equity firm. The school's liberal arts programs were shut down, rendering most of your credits useless. Unable to afford switching schools, you transferred into one of the many business programs offered by what was now known as Webb University. You performed so well that Web Capital offered you a job as an accountant immediately out of school. You intended to work there only a short time, only long enough to save up some money before heading to grad school, but, well, the job paid pretty well, and uh, it turned out that you were really good at it. You were promoted quickly, and while you certainly always meant to start sending out applications, it just sort of uh, never happened. James, it's now 15 years later. You're in your office, and the time is currently 4.45 p.m. Uh, Tell me what your office looks like. So, it's mostly pretty... It's sparse in the sense that there's not much in it that he actually uses day-to-day. A lot of the books on the shelves are decorative. There's, you know, fancy clocks. There's that little uh, metronome thing with the five balls that go back and forth that, you know... Someone puts on their on their desk to make it, you know, so they could dramatically like clack the balls together if they really want. But there's not a whole lot going on that's personal. There's really only three things uh, in this room that he truly cares about. Uh, one toward the back, there's an ant farm, which is just the last vestige of whatever passions he had in his younger life. Uh, two, there's a faded uh, big old book. Uh, and it's it's very worn. You can see like 
a lot of the pages are bent because they've been dog-eared at some point, you know, to save place. You can, if you looked through it, you could see a lot of, like, notes scribbled in and parts highlighted, and, and the pages are worn, and it's, it's, it's a book that has been read over and over and over and over again over the course of a number of years. And you can also see that the side of the book has in big square letters the title Atlas Shrugged. I was waiting for that and uh, the last thing uh, you can see in the room is a half-finished bottle of scotch which uh, James is treating himself to a glass of as he stands by the window of the room he's not really so much staring out the window as he's staring off into space and if you're going to stare off into space and drink scotch doing it next to the window seems as good a spot to do it as any that makes sense. That makes sense. Is your intention to just spend the next 15 minutes doing this? Absolutely. He's finished whatever it is he needed to do today, and he's not planning to do anything else. In general, what percentage of his time at work is spent drinking scotch by this window? Oh, uh, it, dep- it depends on the day of the week and the time of year, like where we're at in the fiscal year, but I'd say on average about half of it. Okay, great. Fantastic. As long as he gets the work done, no one really asks questions, which is yeah, yeah. honestly part of why he's never bothered to try to leave. Sure. Uh, as you're doing that, you're kind of uh, interrupted from your reverie by a knock on your doorframe, and it is uh, your uh, boss, Michael Clark, um, and he is holding a file folder. He says, hey, James, how's it going? Uh, going well, sir. I was done for the day, although... Uh Judging by what you got in your hands, I'm thinking that might not be the case after all. What you got? Well, yeah, so this is... This is honestly kind of a pain. Uh, one of the accountants out on the California branch, um, Anna Borba, just uh, passed away last week. And, oh. uh, you know, yeah, she was old. It's uh, It happens. But hmm. uh, we're they were going through her... Uh, Case files, making sure all the work she had assigned to her was taken care of, and they found that at some point she had uh, pulled the record for Web University, and uh, she didn't really have many notes on it, so they weren't really sure why, since it's kind of right down the street from us, they uh, called us up to ask about it, and, uh, well, now we've got it here, and I figured, you went there, right? So maybe uh, maybe you could take a look at it. Yeah, I I don't know what she was looking for, I mean... As far as I know, they're they're square on their debts and everything. Yeah, hmm. it's probably nothing. For all we know, she pulled it by mistake. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, due diligence, just got to make sure. Yeah, I'll I'll go over it, see how everything lines up. Uh, how long have I got? Uh, if we could have it by like morning tomorrow, that'd be fantastic. Whew, okay. Um. Right. I'll get some coffee. All right. I'll see you later. All right. And he just kind of tosses the file onto your desk and leaves. All right, and as soon as he is gone and James is 100% certain he's out of earshot... Oh, fucking hell. God damn it. Sorry, did you say something? No, just talking to myself. You know how I do that. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm definitely going to need some coffee. (laughs) And I'm going to need to pour some of this scotch in it. (laughs) Um... Sloan, we're back with you. What are you doing? Freaking the fuck out, mostly. Yeah. Um, uh, I grab Abby by the shoulders. Jesus, what? I need you to tell me exactly what, what year. What what year is it right now? 
Wait, what did you do last night? Abby, I get it. I know I look fucked up. I'm not a big fan of it either. You're also asking me what year it is? Like, what? (laughs) Answer the fucking question, Abby. It's 2020! Fuck. Um, Do you know uh, Professor Quentin Brooks? No? Uh, uh, Ursula, my my friend, Ursa, Ur- do you do you do you know them? I I've never heard of them. Fuck. Um, I I leave Abby and I run out into the hall. I I think she's just shouting like, "Hey, if you just slow down for a second, we can." Okay, she's gone. Um, Sloane is just running, like like trying to. Um, she she's heading instinctively for the the bench. I think as you're running uh, out of your uh, dorm, you run into Megan the RA, who's like, oh, oh, God, slow. Oh, what happened to your face? Don't have time to talk, Megan. And I, I just shove past her and uh, hurt my side in the process. And just like, fuck, okay, um, fuck. And just kind of like I'm hobble running. Yeah. Um... I, I'm gonna head for actually the the undertow portal that we were using in like that. Oh, field. like out in the field, yeah. 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 Um, you head out there. It's a uh, a field. There's probably um, I'm gonna say there's some kids like playing frisbee. I uh, I just start yelling, Quentin, Ursula, Fuck. Alexis. Uh, no response other than the the frisbee kids just kind of turning and staring at you. Um, I check, um, I, oh, I don't, I didn't put on a hoodie, canonically. Um, uh, <laughs> I, um, I try to summon Starter Riot. I'm trying to think, where, where do you think you had your dragon statue stored, um, if not in a hoodie pocket? Um, I it would be in like a a pant pocket, like very uncomfortably shoved in there. Yeah, kind of still sticking out. Yeah, yeah, you notice that the the statue, the paint seems faded on it, and it's like chipped in places. But uh, it starts to transform into start a riot. Kinda. It um, it's like grayer. It's not. It, it's still kind of red, but it's a very faded red, and it seems like it pieces of it keep crumbling into ash and then reforming. Um, Sloane can't really handle this. She, she like, looks up at Starter Riot, who is, doesn't look like, she doesn't look like she's in pain, but she, like, the, like, energy that was always there, the, like, ready to go, ready to throw down, like, um, is gone. Um, it, it, it's more like a weariness. Yeah. Um, and she, realizing that Starter Riot is no longer Starter Riot, um, and remembering that it's a reflection of her own soul, um, realizes that means that's her. Um, and she just kind of falls to her knees and starts crying. I think one of the, uh, frisbee guys just kind of comes over and says hey uh are you are are you are you okay no i'm okay look i i'm sorry um i yeah i'm, I'm fine you can um th- thank you for checking it yeah 
okay. Uh, he just kind of backs away. Um, Sloan just kind of late, like collapses, like like back, laying down, just looking up at the sky in the field, and just goes, "What the fuck happened?" So, do you think you'll stick with the bear motif for album number four? Oh, the the bear. The bear is more than just an aesthetic. It's an aspirational goal. It's, uh, the bear is me. If I, if I stopped the bear and she does like scare quotes motif, I wouldn't be myself anymore. And what's, what's the less interesting than on, on being unauthentic? What is it about? bears that speak to you so deeply I think she like does a genuine smile she had been doing like a fake smile this whole time she uh. does like a genuine smile and like I I really love bears they're just I always felt connected to them uh, I've spent a lot of my time she like I get a little embarrassed like I've spent a lot of my time doing some Independent research on bears. I know a lot about bears and bear facts. I just find them incredibly fascinating. Their energy, their aura. Bears are just... uh, Saying they're my favorite animal doesn't even begin to describe it. I owe so much to the bear. Hmm. What would you say to the billions who've died as a direct result of your decisions? I'm sorry? <laughs> Do you ever feel uncomfortable in your own skin? Uh, no. I am who I am. I'm pretty proud of that. I do. And uh, she reaches up and starts, like, scratching at her face. Um, enough that she is, like, drawing blood. Uh... Baby Bear starts screaming and <laughs> jumps backwards because what the fuck? She continues to claw at her face until she is peeling away skin, and there's not, like, the stuff that goes under skin under there. There is darkness at first, but then some kind of shape in there as uh, a big creature of some kind starts to crawl out of the hole in this woman's face. I run away, yelling for help. Uh, You run to the one door out of here, and it is locked. Fuck. I, like, I, in a desperate attempt of trying to open it, I, like, push it, push it myself, maybe injure my shoulder hitting it, Uh because I'm not very strong. Like, I'm fit, but I'm not very strong, and I'm like, ah... I turn around. The creature has finished climbing out of its skin suit, and it's weird because it was too big to fit in there. It is probably seven feet tall, but very thin and gangly. It has kind of a very rough humanoid shape, but it is covered in scales, and it has um, an extra set of like arms. Almost like, you know, it has six limbs, almost like an insect, and it has kind of this weird mosquito-ish face, and uh, it has just 
so many spears uh, impaled through its midsection. What? And uh, it just uh, kind of like starts laughing quietly to itself while it like rubs its hands together. Just <laughs> <laughs> right. am I am I being punked? Like, who, is this scare tactics? Is, is Tracy Morgan around here? Why? Why? Hey, very funny. Let's. I'm done. I'm. I'm done. I did not. I will not sign a release form. Let me go. It is uh, just creeping closer. What? What? Why? Do you think this is funny? Do you think this is funny? And she's like crying. Uh, James. Um. Yeah. So you're just working on this at the office. Yeah, 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 I had to hunker down and do it. I mean, it's gone pretty quickly. Like you said, I'm pretty good at this, but... Yeah, give me an uh, investigate roll. Oh, boy, that's not my good stat anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's a seven. All right, yeah, you get one question. All right, what's hidden here? Yeah, as you're kind of pouring over everything, something is starting to jump out at you, and uh, you're seeing that there is money... That should be going certain places that isn't, and uh, just it—it's subtle, but you—it adds up to a pretty decent chunk of money. And you start cross-referencing it with uh, other records that you're pulling, and you actually manage to find um, a pretty well-hidden chain of transactions that adds up to the right amount of um, web capital making direct payments to the Luxor Casino? Like the Las Vegas Pyramid one? And you're not really sure why. Your best guess is that somebody has, like, gambling debts or something that they're embezzling money to pay off? It doesn't make a lot of sense to you. Huh. Right, well, I'm I'm gonna give my... Did we ever give my boss a name, or was it... Yeah, his name was uh, uh, Michael Clark. All right, I'm going to give Michael Clark a call. I think he just kind of... What time of night do you think it is at this point? Oh, I have no idea. You're going to have to tell me that. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, uh, well, you know, I was just trying to figure out how, how just how good is James at this. Did he oh. pull an all-nighter for this, or did he get uh, it done, like, you know, pretty quick? I, I think he could get it done in a couple of hours. Okay, so it's like 7 p.m., let's say. Sure. And uh, I think... Uh, I think it goes to voicemail, because Michael doesn't answer his fucking phone during outside of business hours. Alright. Hey, uh Hey Michael, uh so yeah, I did find a discrepancy. So we've got actually a pretty sizable amount of money, like just leaving the company. I don't know if someone was embezzling to pay off gambling debts or what, but it seems like someone was just sending money to the Luxor Casino and there's no expense attached to it. The money's just going to them for question mark. Uh, I can I can show you the details in the morning, but like yeah, something something's weird, and like it, it all adds up. Like it, there's a bunch of little bits of money missing here and there, like all over the place, and it all adds up to just this lump sum going to a random casino. Your guess is as good as mine. Uh, talk to you later. Bye. I think, uh, yeah, you leave that message, and um, presumably you're just going to head home at this point? Yeah. Yeah. As you're, like, packing up to go, you get, like, out to the parking lot when you suddenly get a call back, and uh, it's Michael. Oh, hey. Hey, did you get my message? Hey, yeah, I did. Listen, uh, this is 
big. Um, are you still at the office? Uh, I'm in the parking lot. I can turn around though. What's up? Yeah, no, I'll be right there. We gotta, we gotta look over this. This is, this is major. Sure. All right. Yeah, be right there. Click. He turns around and heads back into the office. <laughs> um, yeah, like it takes like thirty minutes for Michael to get there, and he says, "All right, yeah, so." Right, so what what's going on? Well, here, and then uh, he he lays out the papers and kind of shows him his work. Like, uh-huh. see, like, there's little bits of money missing, like here, 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 like all throughout here over the course of several years. I've got it marked down, and it's all adding up to, it's it's all funneling into a casino, and I I don't know why we're giving money to the Luxor. I think as you're talking, you start to notice he's not really looking at what you're pointing to. He's just looking at you. Uh, is everything all right? Yeah, no, no. This is just a lot to process. Um, and I guess I, I'm just wondering, uh, uh, you know, now that everything's happened, do you do you feel like it was worth it uh, setting Teoth free? What? A giant mosquito monster rips out of your boss's skin. Oh, Jesus, what? Oh, God. Um... Uh, here's a question. What floor is James's office on? I feel like I think this is not a tall building, so I'm thinking the second. Okay. Uh, can I say there's like a tree or some bushes out the window? Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's gonna try and go out the window. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'm not gonna make you roll for that. You, well, yeah, I am. That's the fun of it. Give me an elegant roll. Beat the odds. Plus Ellie. Oh, oh boy, that is that's a three. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, should, should I push it? I don't know how much actual rolling I'm going to do today. You're not going to do a tie. I would save it, actually, probably. Okay. Uh, yeah. You uh, jump out the window uh, thinking you're just going to grab the tree outside. You haven't jumped out many windows, though, James, and you d- are not a good judge of how far you can jump. And uh, instead, you just fall to the ground and uh, like land on your shoulder. Oh. And uh, the monster kind of dives out. I said it's a mosquito monster, but it doesn't have wings. It just kind of has, like I said, like an insecty kind of body and a mosquito head. And it just jumps out of the window and perches on the tree branch that you were aiming for. I'm going to try to run away. Did you have your van? Um, I don't know. I feel like I've always had it. <laughs> Not having your van. How bad would that be? Uh, it is where I live. Hmm. So, good news, bad news. Good news, you have a wide open world of living opportunities in front of you. 
bad news. Oh, looks like your van got caught up in the undertow and is now owned by a woman named Anna Bor uh... Anna. Uh, what? How are you spending your work day today? Ooh, well, I mean, accounting got done pretty quick again. Maybe, you know, two or three hours of work. Mm -hmm. Time to check back in on the dark web. Yeah, okay. Um, trying to think of what you pick up on. Uh, Can I make an investigate roll? Yeah, this seems like, yeah, go ahead and give me an investigate roll. Okay. Uh, plus two, so that's an eight. Eight, all right, yeah, you get one question. What happened here recently? Yeah, as you're looking through stuff, um, you're not finding a lot in terms of, uh, you know, interesting paranormal activity or anything like that. But you do pick up on one of the many things you keep tabs on is uh, the production crew behind Lore. Because one of the reasons you're so drawn to that show is that, you know... Those kind of, like, goofy ghost hunter type shows are a dime a dozen, but for whatever reason, this one gives you a vibe that there's something different about it. And um, you actually do manage to find, it looks like the production crew of the show is headed kind of your way. It kind of looks like they might be passing through your town. Oh my god. Oh my god. Lore is coming here. Do, do I know when they're coming? Um... I mean, they might be here. Oh, Anne's gonna run to her boss and ask for the day off. What? Why? Cause Lore's here. What? What now? Y you know Lore, the famous D Discovery Channel show. Uh, I I'm, I'm a cord cutter. I really haven't uh, kept up with cable. You know that. I'm I'm more of a Netflix, HBO Max guy. Listen, I'm done with my work. I'm just gonna. Just let me go. Come on. Yeah, I mean, if you got the PTO for it, yeah, sure. Go on ahead. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah, Anne's going to run to the parking lot. <laughs> I think he just kind of, like, looks at you like, eh, as, as you run away. Anna, you set off trying to find any signs of the Lord production team. You drive all around town looking at the parking lots of all the uh, major hotels um, but unfortunately, you're not really seeing anything. You know, you'd expect to see maybe like a uh, fleet of vans or something, and nothing's really looking like what you would expect. Um, but you don't give up. Uh, you start thinking about what kinds of local mysteries they might be here to explore, and you think about um, you think you've heard some stories about a chupacabra running loose around here, so. You start heading outside of town to the local goat farms, but uh, you kind of turn up nothing there either. And after getting chased off by a couple angry farmers, um, you decide to throw in the towel. Maybe they just haven't made it into town. You can always try and look again tomorrow, you guess. But um, for now, uh, you just kind of decide to head home. Anna, you're not home for more than like two minutes when there's suddenly a knock on your door. Hello? Uh, yeah, and you answer it, and it's Alexis. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god, Alexis! I haven't seen you in, like, six or eight years! I know! Oh, it's been so long! It's good to see you! I think, I think she goes in for a hug. Oh my god, what are you doing? Are, what are you in town for? Is it the Chupacabra? I, oh, um, 
no. Um, can, can we come in? Uh, Alexis has uh, two dudes in black suits with her. Uh, okay, yeah. Who, who are your friends? Oh, they're they're just uh, uh, co-workers. Um, yeah, um, actually, uh, can we uh, sit down and have a talk? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Alexis just kind of sits down in a nearby chair. The, the two guys do not. They just kind of stand around, kind of unsettlingly. And uh, Alexis just kind of leans forward and says, um, so mom said you're uh, kind of a big fan of the show, huh? Yeah, I, I, I watch it every single episode as soon as it premieres. That's really sweet. Um, well, do you want to know a little secret about it? Really? Yeah. Please. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's a cover. I knew it. I knew there was something more to it. Where are you covering up? Like she kind of grins and leans back a little bit and just says, uh, "Well, I am an FBI agent." Uh, uh, what now? The the Federal Bureau of Investigation. You're doing a Discovery Channel show for the FBI. Well, no, I'm doing a Discovery Channel show because it gives me a good excuse to, you know, drive around the country without people, uh, you know, looking in too much to what I'm doing. Because everything we cover on the show is, is fake. We have a writing team. They just make stuff up. But... I, uh, actually do investigate paranormal activity. So, you're telling me that Bigfoot episode wasn't real? I'm, I'm telling you Bigfoot's not real, uh, Anna. I, okay, then what is real? Well, and, uh, Alexis reaches into a pocket and pulls out a small stack of Polaroids and kind of stretch uh, spreads them out on the table and just says this is uh this is what I've been hunting I guess you could say for a while now it's actually not much of a hunt uh because it tends to be looking for me so I usually don't have to look that hard to find it uh and each photo you see is a picture of the same weird, gross uh, mosquito monster. I knew it. The chupacabra. Um, no, it's it, chupacabra is also not real. Okay, what's what's this? What's this little bloodsucker? Uh, well, it is a demon, and uh, every couple months it crops up again and we have to deal with it but it just kind of seems like we're not making a lot of progress with dealing with it permanently. I'm kind of hoping that this next time around we can actually uh, stop it. And you're saying you need my help for that? Uh, well, kinda yeah, you know, we um, something we figured out about demons is that they have kind of a logic to how they work and um if we've, you know, crunched the data right, um, it should be showing up here pretty soon. 
And yeah, I, I think you could help us out. Um, how? I mean, I'd love to help. I just, I, I'm not sure what I can do. Anna, your skin suddenly itches all over. Uh, uh sorry. I, I think I have a rash or something. Uh, I just keep scratching it. And you suddenly feel compelled to um, accuse Alexis of destroying the world? Alexis, oh, I think you did something. Did you? uh, Why did you do it, Alexis? Why did you destroy the world? I think she kind of pinches the bridge of her nose. Yep. All right. We called it. It's going to come out of you next. Great. Uh, What? What's happening to me? Well, Anna, um, I'm really sorry about this, but I think if we can catch him before he fully hatches this time, we might have a shot at permanently stopping him. And the, uh, the two black-suited men kind of start to get closer to you. <laughs> Don't touch me. Uh, one of them reaches out to touch you. I kick him. Uh, that's a nine. Nine? Okay, yeah, um describe the advantage you want, but you're going to take damage. Scrap. I I surprise him. He doesn't expect a little 60-year-old woman to kick so hard. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, kick him away, but he kind of, uh, manages to slap your hand as he moves back, and, um, your arm goes limp, and you see that it, like, flattens out almost like a line of film just kind of dangling off of your shoulder like a ribbon. Oh, what's happening? Is this what you did, Alexis? You did that to everyone? Anna, this is gonna go a lot easier if you just relax. I know, listen, if I could save you, I could, but you're kind of beyond that now. But we can at least preserve you. You couldn't save anyone. You didn't even try. You just let them all die, Alexis. You feel something. It feels like something is about to burst out of you, Anna. What do you do? Uh, flail wildly, but just kind (laughs) of let it happen. Oh, you're just letting it happen, huh? (laughs) Hmm, okay. Still keeping you on your toes in season two, Luke. (laughs) (laughs) I think, uh, Anna, a bunch of spears burst out of your midsection. Um, go ahead and advance your damage track again. Okay. What is it, uh, two advances now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got two more before you're donezo. Yes, yeah, so you're a little banged up. Just a little. Yeah. You're uh-huh. fine. You're battered. <laughs> and the, the other agent is, is moving in on you. Uh... I guess I can try to kick him again, this time in the nuts. <laughs> Give me another scrap. Uh, five. Whew. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, I think he sidesteps your kick and just grabs you by the shoulder and more and more of you starts to turn into film, Anna. But the parts of you that are still solid, um, you can continue to feel something trying to explode out of you. Um, what do you do? Um, where can I feel it trying to explode out of me? Kind of everywhere, but I think it's more focused in your midsection, where those spears came out of. Uh, I think I'm gonna try to grab one of the spears. Okay. 
and kind of like uh, stab one of the guys in the face. Yeah, okay, as you... Tell you what, give me a scrap of plus one. A four. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Hell yeah. Two experiences. Wow. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> Are you just dying in episode one, Anna? <laughs> I love Eidolon Pop. <laughs> yeah. Brand new world we live in. <laughs> <laughs> you pull a spear out of your midsection, and as you do... um. Alexis, like, screams in pain as you see a spear come out of her and clatter to the ground, and uh, the agents both kind of, like, step back and recoil before diving onto you and turning you into a Polaroid picture of yourself. And Alexis just kind of, like, gets up and is, like, breathing heavily and clutching her stomach wound as she picks up the photo and just... Oh, my... Well... Could have gone worse. It could have gone worse. Let's um, let's go. I need a hospital. And uh, she, I think she uh, starts to move for the door, but then just pulls out her phone and dials nine one one before collapsing. <laughs> uh, let's see, Sloan, we're back with you. I'm still in the field. Okay. How long do you stay in the field for? Uh, it's dark now. Yeah. Um, I think she just kind of sits up and um, and just absentmindedly starts wandering over to lose. Okay. Yeah, I think as you head in there, um, you see a kids sitting at one of the booths um, studying while eating just a plate of french fries and you kind of do a double take because that's not James but it it kind of looks like him. Oh, you know who that is that's that fucking, when Metatron showed you that video of not James. Oh, it's fucking fake James. Yeah, he's here. God damn it. Wait, but if he exists does that mean that that means this all happened? Because he wouldn't exist. She's saying this out loud to herself in the diner. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If fake James, if fa- oh, I'm going to say this out loud hoping he hears fake James Studebaker wouldn't exist if real James Studebaker didn't get erased. So I think he does kind of, like, perk up and look at you when he hears his name, but you're, like, muttering a little too yeah. quietly for him to actually understand what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> um, and so, it happened. I'm, I'm not crazy, at least. What the f- I need food. Um, I just sit down at a stall. Yeah. Uh, I think at, when you sit down, uh, fake James... Kind of gets up and walks over and says, "Sorry, did I hear you saying my name?" Yeah, James. I said, "Don't don't worry about it. You're fine. Go go study. What are you? Are you studying bugs? Do I do I know you? I are you studying bugs? I I mean, not right now. Okay. Um, just had to check. Yeah, we don't worry. You don't know me. You you don't want to know me. It's fine. You can go go back to studying." 
I feel like I know you. How? What what do you mean by that? What what I what just, I, I don't know, I'm getting like you're you're familiar to me, like like you could have stopped them and you didn't. You just what walked f- away. What the fuck are you to- like she gets up and like grabs him by the collar. I think uh he just says Yeah, you're just as guilty as everyone else. Uh, before a mosquito monster rips out of his uh, skin and everyone in the diner starts screaming. <sighs> I get, this is better. And she summons... Uh, <laughs> she, she summons... Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't think she would... like. I guess the name change just kind of happens, so uh, she, she summons Leave a Trace. I think at this point, and I do want to, I want to describe what the baby bear looks like. She is, she's not dressed for this. She is wearing like a very ridiculous kind of like, this is a pop outfit. This is a stage outfit. She, uh, she, her hair is pink and braided and she has a green highlight, a neon pink uh, and neon green highlights in the front, and she has two buns on the of her hair that are brown, uh, like uh, bear ears, and she's wearing this weird, like I would say, like futuristic metallic kind of getup with a mini skirt and a tube top. And she reaches into the tube top and pulls out pepper spray and sprays the mosquito. <laughs> yeah, uh, you do that, and as you do, suddenly. Uh, it kind of recoils back a little bit, but your eyes start stinging. Ah, uh, Jesus! Is there like an air here? Yeah. I try to walk away from where the the air, the pepper spray would be. It it doesn't help. Ah, uh, fuck! Ah, uh, not again! Ah, uh, did I do it backwards? Mm. <laughs> Can I see anything at all? Your eyes are really watering, but you can't see the. Monster is also recoiling from the pepper spray. You did spray him. Okay, uh... Fuck. But even though he looks, like, pained, he is also kind of laughing to himself. He's <laughs> <laughs> I am your sin and your guilt. Any harm you inflict on me will come back to you. What? 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 He dives at you. How? I haven't done nothing? What sin are you, you weird mosquito man? What sin do you represent? God. Uh, He tackles you and like pins you down and says, You killed an entire universe. No, I didn't. What? A version of you did and every version of you has to pay the price. Are you a fucking nerd? Like what? What? (laughs) Like, is this a cosplay? It is moving to, like, it's, like, rearing its head back to stab you with its, like, mosquito proboscis. I spray again. Yeah. Um, once again, it it seems to, like, make him back off, but it hurts your eyes, too. And now you really can't see anything. Listen, I know pain. You stay over there. I stay over here. And I keep screaming until someone comes get me. James, uh, you're running away in the parking lot. 
Oh, I, I think he scrambles for his car. Yeah, yeah, you're running towards your car. Um, this thing jumps off the tree and starts running after you, and it's got long legs, and it's a weird monster, and it is catching up to you fast. What do you do? I'm just, I'm just gonna try and get into the car before it gets to me. Give me a beat the odds plus elegance. Okay, that's a seven. Seven. Um, let me think here. I think you get into the car successfully, but uh, as you're like starting it up, um, a spear just stabs down through the roof of it. Oh god, uh, does it hit me or or can no, I? No, no, no. But I mean, the next one might. I'm gonna try and drive away. Yeah, uh, you drive. Um, you can feel like just a bunch of like little bumps on the roof. Like it's still up there, just like riding along. I'm I'm gonna try and swerve around and do like donuts in the parking lot to try and shake it. Give me another beat the odds plus elegance. Uh, that one's a five. It's a five. Um, you start to move, but suddenly you feel a terrible pain in your midsection. You look down, and there is just a big wound there. Ah, ah, what? And that distracts you that enough that you kind of crash the car. Oh, jeez, what do I hit? Uh, just like the side of the building. And uh, the monster climbs down off the roof and is about to open the door to pull you out of the car. I'm going to try and climb over and uh, climb out the passenger side. Yeah. Um, let me think here. Give me... Uh, I guess just that's another elegant roll. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be nothing but elegant rolls as long as I'm just running from this thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that one's an eight. That's an eight. Okay. Uh, yeah, you get out the other side, but you're actually back over by where that tree was, and between the tree and your crash car in the building, you're kind of boxed in now. And the uh, oh fuck, fuck, fuck! Monster is leaping up over the roof of the car. Shit! I'm I'm gonna just try and punch it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm 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 cornered. I have nothing else left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, give me a beat the hospital, or no? Give me a scrap rather. All right, that's a nine. Nine, okay. Uh, so describe, you know, choose your advantage, but uh, yeah, you're going to take some damage. Uh, take control of the situation. I want to knock this thing over. Okay. Uh, yeah, you successfully managed to knock it over, but as you do, like, you shove it down, and then you suddenly collapse onto the ground as well. Oh, God. So, wait, what am I at? Like, two damage now? You're at two damage, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that knocking over at least created enough of an opening that, like, I can try and get back to my feet and try and book it. Yeah. Uh, Sloan, what do you do? Um, I am going to fight this creepy bug man. Yeah. Um, I am going to use, um... Uh, and advance, I'm going to go ahead and use my first power using my new playbook. Yeah, yeah. I am a veteran now. Um, you sure are. And I'm going to use my power to use a power from my previous playbook. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so I'm going to spend my hold, and I'm going to use Bloody Knuckles from okay. the um, Vanguard playbook. And remind me what that does. Um, that is, I rolled a scrap. If I get, I think it's nine. Let me check. Um, if I get nine and plus, um, I get uh, two scrap options instead of just one. 
I see. Okay, yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, okay, let me roll them bones. Okay, I got... That is a 9 plus 1, so that's a 10. 10, okay, yeah, you get uh, two options here. And keep in mind, you're also scrapping viciously with no regard for your own safety. Oh, yeah, yeah. Keep that in mind as you describe what you do. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And also, I kind of... Sloane doesn't know, but Zoe has been paying attention and knows what's about to happen. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Um, uh, So, I think... Starter Riot goes to do what start. Well, I'm sorry, sorry, leave leave a trace. Uh, <laughs> goes to um to do what she normally did, you know, breathe fire. Yeah. Um, but ash comes out instead. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a cloud of ash that blankets, hits the face, hits, you know, kind of like buffets the mosquito. Uh-huh. And um and then ignites. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to choose from a two that I pick. Um, I surprise the target um, and take control of the situation. Yeah, you do that, and you are shocked as you are burned as well. It hurts. Leave a yeah. trace still hurts. Yeah, fuck. Ow, ow, fuck. Ow. And uh, you are just kind of like... it consumed by the pain of it and uh everything kind of between the the ash everywhere and the pain that is just taking over your brain at the moment you kind of lose track of everything and then suddenly you find yourself not in the diner anymore you're sitting in a chair and a big gross looking egg is sitting on your lap and it's kind of got like goop around it that is like stuck to you uh, I'd knock the egg out of my lap. Yeah, you do that, and uh, you look around. You're in a house. It's actually kind of nice. It's got kind of like a 70s modern decor to it. Uh, Sloane kind of just takes in the house. Ha- she, she immediately is like, I- am, I, am I still actively burning? No. Or, okay. Um, realizing the pain has receded, but like feeling like an ache in her scars still. Um, she kind of grabs at her side, um, like, lightly touches the creepy egg with her foot a few times. Uh-huh. I didn't really describe what Sloane was wearing. Um, she's wearing, uh, a tank top with a leather, v- um, jacket with the sleeves ripped off. Okay. Um, and combat boots and just kind of green, kind of khaki pants. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of pokes at it with the combat boots. Um, and then kind of just looks around the house. I think as you're poking at the egg, all of a sudden the monster is sitting in the chair you stood up out of, and it dives at you and just kind of wraps its arms around you, which is no good because it's got all those spears sticking out of its belly. Fuck! God! What are you? I am Andromalius, the demon charged with punishing all of you. You fucking demons now. Great. Um, Sloan. Oh, boy. Um, uh, this is gonna hurt. Um, Sloan reaches into her pants and finds a knife. Okay. And stabs the demon right in the side where her scar is. 
Okay. Yeah, give me a scrap. Um, this is what happens when you give us a fight where we hurt ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got a six. Oh, that's no good. Nope. <laughs> you move to stab it, but instead uh, it grabs your arm and throws you through the wall behind you. And uh, you're outside. You recognize this. It's the undertow. But that thought only lasts for a second as uh, black, smoky skeletons start to swarm you. Um, but before they can grab you, you continue flying and smash through the next, the wall of the next house over. And suddenly kind of lose sight of everything. We're back. We're better than ever. Everyone's definitely dead for real and not coming back, other than I guess Sloane. She made it okay. But we got all these new friends to hang out with instead, and they seem just as good, right? Wait, what do you mean you want your old protagonist? We have protagonists at home. Anyway, uh, I hope you're enjoying it so far. This uh, episode was a lot of fun to make. All of the season two episodes we've done so far have been fun to make because... With our new recording and release schedule, we are very far ahead of even the Patreon. Uh, as I'm recording this, we just finished recording Rock 26. Uh, so that's fun. Um, but uh, anyway, I will let you get back to this episode in just a moment here after I'm done telling you all about our Patreon. Uh, if you head on over to patreon.com slash playtest, you can give us money, which I like. And in exchange, you get things from us, which you like. Everybody wins! Uh, for just $1 a month, you get each and every episode of this podcast a full week in advance. Uh, if you're listening to this on the free feed, you could have been listening to it last week. Um, and I know sort of towards the end of Season 1, the releases were getting a little dodgy. Um, I had moved it to Monday at 6pm to try to combat that, and it didn't end up working out very well. That's one of the reasons for that new recording schedule I mentioned. Now, episodes are done and ready to publish weeks before they come out. Uh, other than this ad break, which I've got to do at the very end to make sure I've got the patron list as up-to-date as possible. Uh, more on that in a moment, by the way. Uh, for $3 a month, you get access to uh, my GM notes for each session. Um, this time is a weird one because this was not a scripted episode by any means. But it was probably the closest to one that we've done on this show so far. It's going to get a lot more freeform uh, once we get past these introductory episodes. Uh, the pop team is going right back to uh, just being a GM's worst nightmare. <sighs> so you can read about that, uh, and it'll be fun. Um, you also get access to a bonus monthly design podcast uh, where me and Molly uh, tinker with the game, try to make it as good as it can be. We are getting very close to what I would call uh, a 1.0 draft of Eidolon, and that's exciting. We will uh, probably have to start figuring out what we're going to do as far as publishing something goes. That'll be neat. Um, I would say more about that now, but I should talk to Molly first before I just rattle things off here. Uh, speaking of bonus podcasts, though, the Eidolon folks have all been talking and we are going to add a stretch goal to our Patreon. Uh, if it hits $750 a month, 
which is about $250 above where it is right now. Uh, we are going to start doing a second bonus monthly podcast called Idol on Playlist, where each month we go through uh, an album uh, that is referenced in Eidolon in some way. So at the beginning, because the killers have been such a major part of uh, Eidolon rock and even pop a little bit, uh, we're going to go through the entire discography of the killers, one album a month. Um, that's going to be really fun. I would love to do that podcast, but we got to have more money from you people before we can justify the time. So get on over to that Patreon and subscribe. And uh, maybe, I don't know, other stretch, stretch goals will happen in the future. We'll see. We've talked about them, but not confirmed anything. So I'm not announcing shit. Um, I think that's it for $3 a month. But for $5 a month, you get access to the current draft of Eidolon Become Your Best Self. A pretty good RPG, if I may say so myself. Um, you also get access to all of the soundtracks that Maxi does for the show. Uh, which right now include the uh, Eidolon Season 1 playlist... Playlist? Soundtrack. That's what the word is that I meant to say. Uh, you also get the soundtrack to the Our Stormy Present Interlude, which is real fun. It's a little shorter because it was only a four-episode campaign, but that doesn't mean Maxi didn't do a great job on it. Um, we're also racking up all the songs for Season 2, so it's not up yet, but it would not surprise me if sometime in the near future there is an Eidolon Season 2 soundtrack you get at the $5 level. That'd be good to listen to. You should subscribe and get it. Um, you also get your name shouted out on the show at $5, but we gotta talk, everybody. There's too fucking many of you. As of right now, there are 101 people giving us $5 or more a month. Um, that's more than any of us want to read on these ads. I think it's more than most folks want to hear read on a weekly basis. So, here's what we're gonna do. In a moment here, I am going to read each and every one of your names, but starting next week with Rock24, uh, we are going to pick 25 names out of a hat and read those. Now, um, we are going to make sure that nobody gets their name read twice until everybody gets their name read once. You know, like I said, we're picking names out of a hat and your name doesn't go back into the hat until everybody's gotten a shout out. I think that's just, at this point, the only way we can feasibly continue to do this. Especially if the show continues to grow, which, you know, fingers crossed it does. Um, I hope you understand. I hope we don't see a mass exodus of $5 subscribers who are really only sticking around because they loved hearing us say their names. I'm gonna suspect that's not the case, though. Um, so here we go. Let's do this one last time. I would like to say thank you to... 21st Century, Monica Ulmansik, NM, Big Fella, Lachlan Cleland, Liam Black, Power Dork, Striven, AJ, Abilene, Adam Levine, Addie Gail Ralston, Augie Doggy, August, Ava, Benjamin Lewis, Big Titty Goth Tradwife, Bizarre Logo, Brulee, Cassandra Mira, Celeste Jennings, Charlie Neal, Christopher Brigados, Clockwise Man, Crass Pants, Beardo, David, Destryhawk, Dragon Girl Josie, Dreshura, Dylan Lee, Eli Maroney, Ellen, Erica Maybe, Evie Helms, Evan, Freebie, Grey Aster, Grief Ninja, Hannah, Icy Shadow, Imran Bossett, uh, Jacob Hathcock, James Terenzia, Jeans, Jeff Dorman, Jenna F., Jennifer, Jenny Size, Joe Richard Deli, Johan159, John Brownlee, Jordan Sand, June B., Casey, Kyle Wayne LaCroix, Leah Plath, Liam Conlin, Lizzie Two Shoes, Lucentia, LV, Mage of Spade, Mark Myers, Mark Sokolov, Mary Painter, 
uh, Matt Baltzel, Maximilian Gumbel, May Lover, Scaly Haley, Mitchell Dill, Morgan Spade, Nubs Eater of Dice, Patch, Paradotted, Pete Shaka, Propagable, Queen Cat Attack, Rem Diaz, Rizzy, Robert Wilson, Hightai, uh, Robin Long, Robin Magi, Ryan Ball, Siobhan Paradot Rose, Six Detmar, Sky, Smokey, Soda Juice, Sudzu, Tabitha Smokes, Tanner Vogelsang, The Mysterious Fox of Fox Hollow, aka Don Fluffles, Theodore Beauregard Man, Tono, Fire Princess Lily, Virgil Purcell, Witsu, Zach Weatherford, Becky Scott Fairley, and the Z Mage. <sighs> there you go. Uh, uh, a hearty and sincere thank you to all 101 of you. There's a Dalmatian for each and every $5 subscriber to this show, and that is truly humbling. Thank you so much for supporting the show, and we're going to show our thanks by saying thank you to you specifically less often. I apologize, but it is just the only way forward that makes any dang sense. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything. Uh, we would really love it if you subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, if you can't afford to subscribe or don't want to... Uh, we totally understand. Um, we would love it if you could help the show out in other ways, like by telling your friends about it, or by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Um, I don't think we're ever gonna have the audience to really juice our review numbers up to get us onto, uh, like, the iTunes front page or anything like that. But, you know what? I like reading iTunes reviews of us, because, uh, that's always fun. So, if you wanted to be nice to me, you could, uh, you know, do that in lieu of giving me money. I would take either. Um, I think that's everything. So why don't we get back to the show? It is currently April of 2004, about halfway into the spring semester of Burgess University of West Gibsonburg. Quentin, you have been assigned to a study group with some of your friends, uh, Ron, Caroline, Ursula, and Henry. And, uh, Henry invited all of you to a study session at, uh, the benches outside of his dorm. But when you show up, um, only Henry's here. No one else is here yet. Hey, Henry, it's your buddy, Q. What's up? Uh, hey, yeah, Quentin, how's it going? Oh, it's super great, super great. Uh, yeah, I don't know why everyone's not here. Do you want me to call them for you? No, no, I actually told them not to come. I just wanted to see you. He, like, face does a thing. R really? 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 <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, yeah. I wanted to, uh, uh, execute you for the, you know, universe you destroyed. What? <laughs> That's a... <laughs> come on, man. What? Quentin, there is suddenly a loud, uh, just boom as something crashes into the ground behind you. Oh, fuck. What's a- Okay, alright, um, uh, um, okay. He's, like, looking behind, looking at Henry and looking at behind him. Alright, is this a prank? Are you pranking me? Uh, I'm actually not sure what this is. Okay, um... Quentin's gonna go investigate what's going on behind him. Yeah, um, there's, like, a woman in, like, a small crater. Uh, yeah, you don't recognize her, though. Oh, shit! Henry! Do you think she's a Saiyan? <laughs> I, no, I... Uh, 
This is because this is just like how that started. Like, there's like there's, there was an like alien landing, or like maybe it's like Terminator. Uh, Henry explodes <sighs> into uh, a mosquito monster. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin falls down and like scrubs back. Okay. Uh, hey Henry. Um, I don't remember this from the show, but um, <laughs> Sloane, you can feel free to wake up any moment here. Uh, I um. I see the, so I see the mosquito monster. I don't quite pick up on who it's attacking yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, um, I throw my knife at it. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah! First circle. Love it. Uh, yeah. Give me a, a bombard. Okay. Uh, uh, this is the first time I think I've ever fucking bombarded. Um, what stat does that use? Ellie. Okay, um, I got a zero in Ellie, so this is gonna go great. <laughs> That's an eight, baby. All right, so choose a downside. You uh, get rattled, so you're gonna take minus one to your next action. Uh, you have to move into danger to make your shot, or it's only a glancing shot. Um, I have to move into danger to take my shot. Okay, I think you kind of move yourself between uh, whoever this is and uh, the monster as you throw your knife, and get him, like, right in kind of the chest area. Quentin, suddenly, your chest hurts real bad. Ah! God! I, I reflexively look down at the screaming, like, child, and, <laughs> and I just go, you are fucking kidding me. What? <laughs> Why does everyone know more than me? Who are you, alien lady? Are you Quentin Brooks? Uh, yeah, you can, yeah, you can call me Quentin, or Q, or, like, whatever. Am I in hell? <laughs> oh, no, that's the mosquito, the mosquito man, we're in hell, oh, jeez. Okay, we're, I don't have time for this, I, um, I grab him by the hand, and start running to, is there, like, a hole in reality or something from where I went flying through? No, but as you're looking around, you can see um, the mosquito monster you were fighting is dropping out of the sky towards you. Oh, shit. What are, what are these things? What are these things? I don't know, dude. They If you if they get hurt, you get hurt. This okay. sucks. Um, uh, summon your Eidolon. Summon my what now? Fuck. <laughs> uh, I, I summon uh, Leave a Trace. Can I see it? Question. <laughs> uh, no, you can't see it, Quentin. Um, j- judging from the zero reaction I get, I'm just like, oh, okay, this is bad. Um, I am um, going to try and... I'm not sure what uh, what move do you think this would fall? I just want to like make a cloud of ash to kind of obscure us. Um, That sounds like a beat the odds to me. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think just beat the odds, like, plus... Ellie makes sense to me. Ellie? Okay. Um... Uh, I'll I'll give you pow, because that's what you're good at, and, like, you are, like, you know, billowing out ash. I'll I'll give you pow here. Thank you, because I got a six, so the one from pow, very useful. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you make a big cloud of ash, which, you know, upside... <coughs> upside, they can't see you. Downside, you can't see them. Um, <coughs> what's going on? <coughs> okay, um... <coughs> Are you from the future? Are you here to stop this? Is this the end of the world? Oh Is my this, god. Like, 
the moment like where I get like my powers and I like come into my destiny and you're gonna like tr- train me and shit? Oh my fucking god. Um, <laughs> we don't have time for this. What happened right before that thing showed up? Yes, ma'am. Um, uh, oh god. Uh, uh, my friend Hank t- invited me over. He's part of the crew. He's super cool. And he went. Wait, Hank Dracula? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. But like, yeah, no, my ho- my oh, homeboy, for- Hank Dracula, he invited me by myself, which was kind of weird. But I guess he's been replaced by one of those monster things. Ah, uh, fuck. You um, know Hank? I. I wish I didn't. Um, I uh, can I dredge the undertow to see if like I can break another portal open. Yeah, uh, give me give me that dredge. Man, I'm ro- I am rolling a lot this episode. Yeah. Um, that's a ten plus one, I believe, or what's the what's the strat stat? For uh, plus biz. Oh, so minus one. So that's a nine. Nine. Um. Yeah, you think about it. You saw where you were, uh, and it was the undertow, and you've been to the undertow a couple times. You could try burning a hole in reality, but you're not sure if leave a trace is strong enough for that. Wasn't there also something weird about like opening a door to a place you don't know about or something? I don't really have any better options right now, so um, I go. I grab Quentin by the shoulder, and I go, just follow me, stay close, and shut up. I'm so good at that. Whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Fuck. Um, I, I try to uh, burn a hole in reality. You know, my my signature move. Yeah, give me Beat the Odds Plus Pow. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think I rolled this much in like three <laughs> sessions in season one. Um, uh, that is an eight. Eight. Uh, yeah, you burn a hole in reality like you've done before and jump through it. Um, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I told you to shut up. Okay, okay, okay. Cool. I'm good, cool. I'm super cool. Don't worry. This is just me starting out, but I'll be super cool from here on out. Oh, no, no, you won't. Oh, my God. And, yeah, we, we jump through. Uh, yeah, Sloan, you jump through and, um, oh, shoot. Uh, Ty, can you describe Quentin's dream house for me real fast? Uh, well, of course, for any kind of Playboy bachelor, <laughs> it looks like, uh, it's like Hey Arnold's house. Hey Arnold. Oh, sure, right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like a rooftop deal. Yeah, you, um... Jump through the whole Sloan, and you are in what looks like the like top floor of like like a penthouse of an apartment building, but like large chunks of the ceiling are glass, and you can see that there's like fancy lawn furniture above you. Uh, and right in front of you is uh, this Quentin sitting in a chair. Quentin, you jump through the portal, um, but then instead of like coming out the other side, you just wake up sitting in a chair looking at Sloan. Whoa. <laughs> okay, is this... Uh, d- d- what does this place mean to you? Around us. This is... Um, this is kind of my pad. It looks super cool, right? Huh? It looks like Hey Arnold. <laughs> uh, yes. How old are you? <laughs> uh, I'm, tw- I'm, tw- I'm 20. Okay, okay. Oh my... He, like, looks sad. <laughs> oh my god, I think I'm older than you. Of course you're older than me. Like, I mean, and I mean, not in an offensive way, but like. (laughs) 
Sloane is like having like a bit of a a, a crisis right now. I was gonna say, yeah, Sloane, you you're twenty, also, right? Why do you feel? Why does this person seem like a child to you? I I don't like. It's just a gut feeling. Yeah. Like, like I I look at him and I go infant. <laughs> um, I go okay. We gotta go. Do you have your creepy egg? My creepy egg? Yeah, I think when you stood up, Quentin, there was just kind of a goopy egg that just fell off of your lap. Okay. No, what the fuck is this? Okay, great. You have your creepy egg. Um, Let's... Do I break it? He, like, takes his backpack off and gets ready to smash the egg. Do I smash it? Honestly, I don't know. Uh, Go for it. Let's see what happens. Okay. If... He, like, smashes the fuck out of it with his backpack. <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing happens, but the two... Except your backpack gets ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's all gross. Uh, the two demons suddenly start to emerge from the portal. Okay, go, 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 go. Okay, all right. Um, I take the egg and throw it at one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it looks annoyed, but that's it. <laughs> uh, Ursula, uh, BB, what are you doing? Uh, I think I'm just, like... A constant, uh, uh, a constant, like, stream of screams, spray, stream, spray, and then a little bit to the right, a little bit to the left, and then whenever I feel pain, I keep spraying that way. Um, <laughs> so this is gonna run out eventually. Yes, it is. I it's going to run out eventually, and then I've got you. Oh, jeez, I've got you. Oh, oh. Hurts. Yeah, f- fuck off. Um, t- run, Carly. You all have to be here. <laughs> no one's coming to help you. Oh, shut the fuck! And I do it again. Ah! <laughs> Ursula, this seems like it is not a tenable situation. It does not mm-hmm. seem like anyone's coming to help. I think I'm blindingly. Hmm. Yeah, I'm blindingly like. Touching the walls, trying to see if I can find a window, uh, a doorway, a closet, anything. Yeah, um, give me a dredge the undertow. Sure. That is six, seven, eight. You can't see anything. You're kind of just stumbling around with your arms in front of you, occasionally spraying around just to try to keep the monster uh, at bay. But you can't see anything. But you you get a sense. Um, what does Peligroso Pop look like? Peligroso Pop is a DJ bear. Well, you know Andros? Yeah. What if Andros was a giant bear head with DJ headphones? And the two hands were on top of turntables. Yeah. And the turntables were also speakers. I think you see that. Uh, You're not even just seeing, like, you know, a bleary vision of the room. You're seeing, like, darkness and then that form, and it offers out a hand to you. I immediately reach out for it, because bear good. Uh... As you touch its hand, you wake up. You are sitting in a chair in... It looks like just a very fancy, like, ritzy apartment. (sighs) Okay, I'm home. (sighs) That was weird. Uh... There's a gross egg on your lap. 
Girls? What? Carly? Ron? Are you in here? No answer. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Where am I? I'm looking for a phone or anything around me. Uh, there is a phone, but you pick it up and you're not even getting, like, um... You're you're not getting a dial tone or anything. It's like it's disconnected. Okay, okay. Okay, I... I have a I have a magnet around here or a, a compass. I have a compass is what I tried to say around here. Let me let me find it. Uh, I'm gonna try to find where I am because there are theories that bears can like sense where they are using the Earth's magnetic field, and I have studied that a lot. So I'm pretty sure I know I like can like know where I am exactly. You look at the compass and uh, it's. Ticking like a clock. Okay, this is not good. Uh, I start walking to the apartment. See if I recognize things. Is this my apartment? It seems familiar, but also not. It seems like more or less like your apartment, but like if every tiny little nitpick you had about your apartment was dealt with. Oh, did, did Carly finally fix the lights? Did, Looks great. Um, fuck. I just, you know what? I'm just gonna go outside and and chill out by the pool. Maybe this is a weird dream. I need like, I need to center myself. You head outside, and yeah, there's a pool, but also the sky looks like it's an oil slick. That's not normal. Oh, okay. This is not. This is not good. This. I don't like this. You, uh, feel... Because uh, Pelagrosso Pop uh, senses danger, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, whenever it senses danger, pop music starts playing. Then you hear some pop music playing. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, there's just... Oh, oh, mm. Okay. So, did I leave something on? It's the studio? Uh, can I tell where the music's coming from? Um, can you? Yeah, the way Pelagrosa Pop works is I can, like, I can, the music senses, like, where the danger is, and, yeah. like, it kind of communicates to me perfectly where the danger is, where it's coming. Uh, this is, like, all without even knowing, but hearing the music, like, lets me know where it is, where it's coming, uh, what type of danger is it, perfectly senses. Okay, then, yeah, that's, that's, it's kind of coming from. It seems like it's sort of coming from everywhere, but you notice that it is seems to be coming most loudly from inside. Okay. Uh, hmm. How how far away is the door outside of here? Uh, well, I was imagining you kind of stepped outside to the pool area, and it's kind of yeah. it's coming from the door you just came through. Okay. Oh, mm. the music and bad. Fuck. I was about to go on tour. What? Uh, I think the music is slowly getting louder, and you can see that uh, mosquito monster uh, slowly moving towards you through the doorway. Okay. I start looking around, see if I find anything to defend myself with. I think you feel... Uh, as you're trying to defend yourself, you uh, sort of subconsciously manifest Pelagroso Pop. 
Oh, you, you, you're real. I have so much fun. I mean, you're real. <laughs> Not the moment. Um, okay. Uh, hey, um, I'm going to try to reveal my master plan. Okay. Uh, this is my dream home. Of course, I would have escape uh, routes and ways to e safely exit it in case something happened. Uh -huh. Panic rooms, counter panic rooms. I'm very important and I need to be protected. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm obviously going through the escape route I have set over here in the near the pool. Okay. Uh, yeah, give me that reveal your master plan roll. Cool. Okay, that is five, six, seven plus two, nine. Nine. Um, real quick, remind me, uh, Sloan and Quentin, you were like running outside, right? Yeah, we were just bolting away from the yeah. uh, mosquito beasts. Then Sloan and Quentin, I think you are running out, and you you step outside and you see that on the front, um, Quentin's house is like just the top of an apartment building stuck into the ground, and uh, next door to it is the house you were in, Sloan, just this uh, big, kind of fancy suburban home. And over to the left of that is uh, what looks like another sort of apartment building. Fancier, though, it looks very high class. And uh, all of a sudden, a... Wait, Sloan, is that... That kind of looks like Ursula. Uh, comes running out from kind of a tunnel that seems to have run from the back somewhere. Oh, thank God. Ursula! Oh, my God, thank you. Uh, hi, hi, fan, um, do you know where I am? Do you know what, um, do you know what's going on? Is this, is this, is this fear, fear uh, tactics? Is this scare tactics? Do you know Tracy Morgan? Do you... <laughs> Ursula, what's my name? I, honey, if you don't know, your name can be whatever you want it to be. What's your name? Um, Hi, um, also, Ursula, I, listen, I like being close to my fans, but I prefer them calling me Baby Bear. Ursula's more of a private name, you know? Personal. Hi, Baby Bear. Hi, and what's your name, Hanson? Uh, well, uh, you can call me Quentin, um, uh, or Q. Oh yeah, Quentin, this does look like an older version of your friend Ursula. Yeah, you f <sighs> you kind of look like my classmate. You know that? Like, that's a, that's a weird kind of thing to say, but, like... No, I mean, I, some people say I have one of those faces, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And you're famous? She's gonna be so excited if I tell her about Yeah! I mean, you've never heard from me? Where am I? <laughs> Sloan is, um, through this, Sloan is just kind of watching them and just, like, almost dissociating. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Just Hello, darkness. <laughs> yeah, just not, uh, a combination of oh god, I'm in hell, and also the fact that she's woken up. The last thing she remembers is reality collapsing around her. She's in a body that is her but not her. Hurts all the time, and now the first two people she meets are the only friends she's really ever made, except they don't remember her. So. Yeah. She's having a real rough time. Yeah, and Sloane, um, as you kind of look off, you see that you are 
Your houses are arranged on like a circular street, almost like a really big roundabout. And in the middle of it is a big fancy fountain with a large wooden sign that just says, Welcome humans to the neighborhood. Uh, James, we kind of left you off getting attacked, uh, cornered by the mosquito monster. What do you do? He's he's in. Uh, I, I'm not even gonna say fight or flight mode. He's just in flight mode. He Full is, flight mode. Yeah. Yeah. He's booking it. He's doing everything he can to try and get away from this thing. Yeah. Um. Give me. Give me a dredge the undertow. Oh boy, I got a minus one biz on this character. That's a four. Whew, well, ticking up that uh, phantom clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I think you run and run as hard as you can, and um, all of a sudden you feel like you are in a seated position, but you keep running and just kind of eat shit and fall face first on the floor, and um, you turn around and you are no longer outside, you're in this very ostentatious kind of austere apartment, there's lots of leather and rich dark wood everywhere. But you don't have much time to take that in because all of a sudden that chair you sort of jumped out of and fell down in front of is occupied by that monster. Ah! Uh, yeah, he's he's gonna keep he's gonna keep trying to run. Uh, I think as you like try to get up and scramble, it's just gonna grab you by the shoulders. Hey, you're really making me look bad here. We're supposed to kill you without letting you wake up. What? No, let me go. Let, let me go. go. Let me go. He's gonna try and kick at it with the, with his other leg. Uh, give me a scrap. Give, hmm. give me another dredge of the undertow. Oh boy, uh, that's an eight. That's an eight. Um, as you're yelling, "Let me go! Let me go!" You kind of like choke, like there's something stuck in your throat, and you're choking. But <laughs> the monster suddenly lets you go. Oh, okay, okay. He's he's gonna just try and get away from this thing, and uh, and I guess go out the door. There's a door out, right? Yeah, there's a door out. Um, all the rest of you see another guy come out of his uh, door. Uh, 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 Giant mosquitoes? Yes! What? Okay, come over here. What, what's what's happening? No idea, but... Who are you people? Hi, I'm Baby Bear. Are you James Studebaker? How do you know that? How, how do you know my name? Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Studebaker. Quentin puts his hand in a, like, a good handshake, because that's what you do when you meet a, a oh. successful adult. Mm-hmm. Handshake. Oh, thanks. Thanks, kid. I, I think I never got to give the like what James is wearing spiel. He's wearing like yeah. full business suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, now it's, now it's kind of fucked up, but yeah. Right, right. He, uh, he shakes Quentin's hand. Uh, I think Vivi says, you look bad, honey. You don't look great. Uh, we need to... I think this might be all of us. We need to find a safe place from those things. Where are we? You're in the undertow. It's, um... Look, I don't have time to say it right now. Um, she came in a crater. She's like Argyles or something. Or... Er, er, baby bear. Hey, what's up? Y- you have your idol on, right? I, I saw it. Oh, this, and I do, I get a uh, Peligroso Pop out. Okay, um, you too. Do you, I, either of you have your, uh, Quentin, I know you don't. Um, James, what do you have? 
What do you mean? What the fuck are you talking about? Have you summoned a fucking magic creature of some kind? Can you see this? Yeah, do you see that? The bear does a peace sign. Do I see it? Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, I, I, I see whatever the fuck that is. Great, then you had yours, you just don't know it yet, we'll figure that out. Quentin, um, you gotta come to terms with yourself right now, bud. Uh, <laughs> um, mm, uh, I, maybe I do want to major in musicology? Not that <sighs> shit. Jesus Christ. Hey, no, hey, I, I majored in oh musicology. Oh, God. Well, I minor. It, it was really good. It, the group. It's just I don't know if I can find a career with it, and like I'm really into like occult stuff too. Hey. But I don't know if I can combine those two into like an actual. Quentin. No, kid, kid, listen, I, listen. Take this from me. Take it from me. Don't worry about a career. Just study what you love. Otherwise, you're gonna end up fucking miserable. I agree. Okay, if you all don't shut up, we're all gonna end up dead. Yeah, I think the four mosquito monsters are all emerging out of your respective houses. Quentin. You are a pathetic little shit who will do anything for your friend, Hank Dracula, even though he's not your friend and he treats you like shit. Get a sense of self. Okay, you don't even know him. I do know him, and I know that you betray Caroline, Ursula, and your friend Cactus Jack, who you probably don't know yet, for him because you're a cowardly little bastard. What? Get your shit together right now and go hit something. I'm not a coward. I'm not. This is this is like it. This is okay. Like fucking, we can fuck these guys up. All right. Um, I just need to summon my thing. What's my thing? Your thing. Shabazz. Ah. How does I summon it? How do you call it? Oh god. <laughs> I think we're gonna cut from there to Alexis. You wake up in a hospital bed. Uh. uh how am I doing? Um, you're bandaged up. I think they must have given you some pretty good drugs because you're not in much pain right now, but you're not feeling great. Uh, honestly, one thing you figured out is that your Eidolon will help you regenerate wounds over enough time. So, eh, a day or two in here and you should be okay. But, uh, I, I got Anna, right? She's all photographed up. Yeah. Nice and safe. Yeah. Yeah. It- Anna's in a photo along with uh, all the other Andromalius photos you've got. Um, oh, you've never managed to catch him before he's fully emerged, and you're hoping that maybe that was the trick to uh, keeping him from coming back. He's hashed out of like five different people on you at this point. Uh, well, okay, they have to make a report to the brass or something. Uh, yeah, I mean that that's probably the next step here if you're feeling up to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel, I probably feel a little better if I distract myself with some work. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, you get to work writing up your report. How do you feel about how that went? Uh, I mean, you know, this is maybe a little messier than I'd like to do it, but we got the job done. That's what really matters. Yeah, I mean, how do you feel about Anna? Oh, I mean, you know. I knew her when I was a kid, but we weren't like super close or anything. I'm sure I I would prefer to have done that. As I said, a little smoother. She didn't need to suffer that much, but she's not suffering now. Is she? Well, no, she's a photo now. Yeah. Hey, I, it, once we make a report to the brass, maybe we can eventually get her out safe. Whatever. It's not a big deal right now. Anna, uh, give me a face death roll. <laughs> I was not expecting to have to do this today. <laughs> um, seven. Seven. Okay. Let me think here. 
And you said you were like, oh, I let them think that they get me off track. Eat shit. Anna, things moved so quickly in that moment, and now it just seems like you are frozen in that moment. Um, being turned to film by Alexis and also having something inside of you that wants out. How do you feel? Uh, terrified. Yeah. I, I, I betrayed. Uh, like, lied to. It seems like, first of all, everything that I thought was real was actually fake. And then turns out Alexis was actually a freaking fed. And then she turned me into a photograph. And then apparently she destroyed the world or something. And now I'm dead? Maybe you're dead? It's hard to say. Uh, You just seem... Like, you can think in this moment, but nothing is moving. Including you. This isn't what death is, right? Can't be. It seems like it'd be a pretty bad way for death to be. This is why I always said you gotta cremate me so I'm not underground forever. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> Anna, you still feel like something is going to burst out of you. But you feel like maybe... Maybe you should let it? I don't see any other choice. I guess if this chupacabra is going to burst out of me, let's, let's <laughs> go. Uh, if you do, though, there's not going to be any, like, going back for you. Go back where? I don't see what else is left for me. It's this moment forever or or something. Something else. I just just want to make sure you understand that, yeah, this is... Things are going to be different from now on if you go forward with this. I, I want to go forward with it. Alexis, you are writing up your report, and you kind of look at your photos, and you, you can't find the Anna photo. Uh, where the hell did it go? Shit. Uh, can I, can I meditate and sense it around me? Um, you can give me a dredge. Yeah. Uh, five. Uh, yeah, nothing. You feel like one time, years ago, you kind of did something similar, and you opened up your eyes and momentarily you could see a place that felt like home to you a place that belonged to you it was um I mean really it didn't seem like much more than like a fancy RV but you felt good there and then when you woke up from that dream you've been able to use this ability you have ever since um and you you can't find any connection to that right now, but for some reason you feel like maybe Anna has 
somehow found her way to that same place. Um, well, as long as that demon doesn't pop out again, I hope she's happier there. The photo of Anna is lying on the floor at the feet of Alexis, who is sitting in a chair in the middle of a large fancy RV with her eyes closed. There is a pile of gross hatched eggs all around her. And, um, suddenly a pumpkin rolls in with a little jack-o'-lantern face, and it, uh, it's like jaggedy, goofy smile reaches into the photo and pulls out Anna by, with, with its teeth and drags her out of it, um, leaving the demon behind in the photo. Oh, I'm back? Thank you, pumpkin. Yeah, I think the pumpkin just kind of looks up at you. Uh, it, it seems empty to you. It seems like there should be something in it. You know, jack-o'-lantern's got to have a light. Uh, I guess I can, I guess I can take off my little emerald necklace. It's pretty shiny. I can reflect the light, bounce it around in the jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, I'll put that in there. Yeah, uh, you put it in there, and suddenly it just starts glowing in emerald green. Huh. And I think the pumpkin kind of rises up and uh, turns into, like, a little pumpkin head guy. Hey, little pumpkin head guy. What's your name? I feel like I know it. It just looks at you. I think you're a ghost pumpkin soup. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I knew this already and still fuck you. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, Anna, you're in some kind of RV, and um, Alexis is here, but she seems like she's asleep or something. Hey, Alexis. Doesn't respond. Uh huh. Wow, this RV is pretty nice. I wonder what happened to the one I sold her. Uh. Man, I'm hungry. What's in the fridge? <laughs> yeah, it's it's stocked. It's fully loaded. Mmm, man, I wish I had some of that pineapple pizza. <laughs> I I guess I'm I'm just gonna make some make some dinner. <laughs> dinner Great. for two, whenever Alexis wakes up. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> What's everyone else doing as these uh, mosquitoes start to approach them? Quentin, punch me. Punch you? Punch me. I've never, like, punched anybody, but... Punch, shut up and punch me right now. Do it. Don't think about it, just punch me. Ah! I punch her. Just so I'm clear, what's the intended effect of this? I'm hoping that him actually doing violence will awaken his Eidolon. Quentin, give me a dredge of the Undertale. Uh, here we go. It is a six and a one, which brings it down to a six. <laughs> Great! <laughs> Oh, the Phantom Clock's already at four. Just like old times. <laughs> Hell Episode yeah. one, baby. <laughs> uh, he just punches you in the face, Sloane. Fuck off! I meant, like, in the stomach. Oh, shit. Okay, sorry. Uh, Everyone else, uh, you see one of the mosquitoes kind of, like, falter and reel back. Oh. Oh. Yes. Whenever, whenever we get hurt, they get hurt. Um. Fuck. <gasps> 
Wait, so your plan is to beat the shit out of each other? No, That's I... probably not sustainable in the long run. I got a better idea. Quinn smashes his head into the concrete. <laughs> Jesus! No! <laughs> this is just like this episode! What, Dude, what episode? Don't hit me! Al hit me! Oh my god! Uh, did you just hey Arnold again? <laughs> One of the mosquitoes smashes its head into the pavement! Do the other ones care? Um, no. I mean, I think, well, at this point, two of the four are, like, getting hurt. I think the other two kind of notice and are like, ooh, uh-oh, but keep approaching. Okay, that's not working? I don't know. I think we, it's good. we should run. James, we should just run? Hold on. James, has anything, did you do anything weird? Like, did, did you, how did you get away from it? I kicked it and told it to let me go. And then it did? Yeah. Okay, there's your idol on. Fuck. Um, dude. What? Do that. What, tell them to stop? Go. Okay. Hey, all of you freaky mosquito things. Leave us alone. Give me a dazzle. That's a terrible roll. I'm going to push myself. Okay. Okay, that's a lot better. That's a 10. That's a 10. Uh, yeah. James, you once again feel a weird lump in your throat as you speak. As, uh... Very tiny mechanical owls dissolve into the sound coming out of your mouth. Gross. And uh, the mosquito things all stop and turn around and walk away. Here's the thing. All of you also feel compelled to turn around and walk away and leave this guy alone. Shit. (laughs) Well, I... uh, Shit. Where's the danger? Sloan starts walking away. Um, BB, you feel danger in, like, all directions, but not intensely. Wait, we're missing, we're missing someone. Where's, where's Alexis? Who? Uh, did you, uh, is there, do I see, do I see a, 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 the RV, I guess? Yeah, you see, you're looking around at all these different houses on the street, and you don't think that each of them matches to one of you, but... You can guess the RV parked in the empty lot probably matches to Alexis. Um, I run for it. Okay. Okay, we we should follow her. She seems to know what's going on. Yeah, also, steps on his foot. I'm like, ah, that'll, that'll trip. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, you're, you're doing great, sweetie. And I grab Quentin by the hand and pull him. Look, just stop, stop hitting yourself. It's okay, he he's doing fine. As you head that way, you see the uh, creatures continuing to walk away, and uh, all of a sudden, they... It is like they are being devoured by something invisible. And, uh... BB, that music is starting to get louder as wispy black skeletons start to swarm around you in, like, a whirlwind. Um, Sloane, you recognize this as kind of... Teoth made a lot of weird black skeletons when you fought her. Oh, for fuck's okay. sake, lady, leave us alone! Uh, those skeletons are bad, I can tell you for sure. <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess I'll do my thing again. Uh, go away! They do not pay attention. Oh, Quentin, you gotta do something here, bud. I, I, come on. Okay, alright. Um. Hey, 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 I believe in you. Just think about... Yourself and what you care, and bears are probably not bears. Is there some something you 
care about? Something that lives within you and... Oh, for fuck... Think about spiders! Spiders! <laughs> okay. Spiders. Spiders. Whatever. Whatever. What's your name again, lady? Sloane Parker. Miss Parker! Oh, you said you're... your other Quentin was like a coward, right? Yeah, he's... I mean, mostly, yeah. So I should do something, like, really brave. Okay, uh... Quinn just, like, runs at the skeletons and just, like, starts Whoa. punching them. <laughs> oh. No, Quinn! <laughs> Quentin, give me a scrap. <laughs> you got this! Six plus two would be an eight. I want to re-roll that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that bumps it up to a nine. <laughs> nine, great. Can I try to help? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you want to help, yeah, how are you helping? Yeah, I want to be using brain radio to give, like, encouraging and reaffirming thoughts. Like, like you're, you're doing, doing great. great, you're doing amazing. Yeah, good punch, yeah, yeah, you're doing amazing. I don't think you have a tie with Quentin yet, but give me, uh, give me that roll. Yeah. Uh, Vice Nine. Uh, yeah, that pushes it up, um... Quentin, I think you just start punching at these skeletons, and as you do, you manifest... Uh, well, you tell me what you manifest. Uh, well, you know what a tarantula looks like? It's like that, but it's big. It's just a big old tarantula. A big old hairy spider. Okay. It's not like a spider guy. It's just a big nope, spider. it's just a realistic spider. Okay, I was gonna say you were doing like a fancy like aura 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 thing with all the spider arms, but no, that, tell me how you fight with this big spider. Uh, it just fucking tackles them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so he really likes spiders, I guess. Yeah, do you know that their articulating spines can defend them from predators? <laughs> That's really cool. Legitimately. And well, he's saying that while he's fighting and, like, the spider is just bashing into these. It's like, yeah, no, they got, like, seven different types and, like, they get stuck on the skin of other yeah? skeletons. And, pah, pah. James, is, is these fun spider facts doing anything to alleviate the stress of this situation for you? No, not not really. <laughs> Quentin, clear a path to the RV over there. Go. Can do, Miss Parker. Oh, God, you have to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess Quentin's gonna hop on his spider. <laughs> great. Hell yeah. I love this. Yeah. No, this is great. You're doing great. Yeah, for the... what? I mean, I guess for the advantage you're gonna want is, like, create an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I think you managed to blaze a trail here through the uh, skeletons uh, to the RV. Uh, are you just bursting in through the door, or what are you doing? Yeah, just a full-on, just like, leap, spider leap, bam! <laughs> yeah, you just burst the door down. Uh, Anna, what, <laughs> you're, you're eating when uh, a giant spider uh, ridden by a man comes in. Hello, I'm Quentin. <laughs> uh... Hi, everyone. You want some, like, uh, lentil soup? Close the door. Close the door. Close the door. Everyone in. There's spooky, scary skeletons out there. Um, uh, how's the music, Luke? Um, Did it stop? It's, I think as you close the door, yeah, it's like it's like you're hearing music from the other side of a door. Okay, we're safe in here. Um, we're safe in here. Thank you so much. Uh, so Who the fuck are you? Uh, I, I'm Anna Borba. Hey, be, be nice. Hi, Anna. Nice to meet I you. I'm um, BB or Baby Bear. Uh, um, yeah, I will take you up on the offer. Uh, what did you make? 
Oh, just some uh, lentil soup, mac and cheese, fried tempeh. Oh, oh ooh, this sounds really good. Yeah, D- uh, Baby Bird just like starts serving herself and sits and starts eating. Hey, who's that in the chair? Oh my God, Alexis! Well, I, she she seems really out of it. I think because she got like stabbed by me. It's kind of a whole thing. I I kind of want to what? What? Listen, she. I I. I don't care about you. Oh, okay. Um, I run over and pull Alexis out of the chair. I'm so sorry. She's really rude. I don't know, but it's cool. But yeah. Sorry. She is incredibly rude. I am so sorry. You have led us into your home and some people. I don't live here. Oh, <laughs> I think this is Alexis's RV. It just she she turned me into a photograph, but then I got out thanks to my little pumpkin friends, but. Okay. Oh, hi. That's nice. I have a bear. Wait, are all the open eggs in here? Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does everybody else get a little th- friend and I get a sore throat? Uh, maybe your friend lives in your throat, like Jiminy Cricket. But what? <laughs> um, I I pull Alexis out of the chair and like start shaking her. Uh, Alexis, you're still writing up your report in your hospital room when suddenly, no you aren't, you're being shaken violently by some woman you don't know. What? Who the, who the fuck are you? Oh, Get off of me. God damn it, you... Do you know who I am? No, I don't. Who Who are you? Sloan, like... Like, you, you know how when you're, like, so mad and sad at the same time that, like, you can't even cry? Like, you're yeah. just, like, like shaking? Yeah. She does that and, like, punches a wall um, and just goes... I legitimately don't know how to answer that question right now, I guess. Fuck. Um, okay, do you have your aisle on? How do you know what that is? Okay. Um, yeah, we all have them. I know yours. You Is it a little cat? You have a little kitty cat turns people into photographs? Great. Um, Are they all animals? Is that like the thing? They're like all animal fuck, things? Fuck, 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 fuck. That would make sense. Um, How about I don't tell you shit until you start telling me shit? Okay. No, You fine. You all want to know? There's a knock at the door. Do not wait. Is there danger in that knock? No. Okay, that should be safe. I slowed, like, paid, like bolts over, just opens it, and goes, What? Uh, Gabriel Bede is here and says, Hello. Please come with me. Eidolon Pop is produced by Audio Entropy. You can find us at audioentropy.com as well as patreon.com slash playtest. You can follow us on Twitter at playtest. You can follow Crystal at ArcaneCrystal, Zoe at BlankZilla, Fabby at Fabby underscore Garza, Mike at MikeLovesRabbit, Ty at SiriusTiberius, and me, Luke, at SSJ Speed Racer. Eidolon Pop will be back in two weeks on May 3rd for Patreon subscribers and May 10th for everyone else. See you then! <laughs> <laughs>